This is CPX number 94, the second commandment. This is the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X CPX. Page 115 through 117, question and answer, number 1 through 16. Okay, I want to wish you all a happy preparation for Christmas, and I want to thank all my donors who make my life possible. On my blog, I put up a new life update and advent pitch that I will link in my show notes. God give you his peace, and omni pace sefiri, spiritu santi, amen. Heavenly King, Consoler Spirit, Spirit of Truth, who art present everywhere and filling all things, treasure of all good and source of all life, come dwell in us, cleanse us and save us. You who are all good, amen. Nomi Patris Sefiri, Spiritu Santi, Amen. Number one, what does the second commandment, Thou shalt not take the name of God in vain, forbid? Answer, the second commandment, Thou shalt not take the name of God in vain, forbids us, one, to utter the name of God irreverently, and two, to blaspheme God, the Blessed Virgin, or the saints, and three, to take false, unnecessary, or unlawful oaths. Number two, what is meant by not to utter the name of God irreverently? Answer, not to utter the name of God irreverently means not to mention this holy name or any other name that in a special way refers to God himself, such as the name of Jesus, of Mary, and the saints, in anger or in joke or in any irreverent way whatsoever. Number three, what is blasphemy? Answer, blasphemy is a horrible sin which consists in words or acts of contempt or malediction against God, the Blessed Virgin, the saints, or sacred things. Number four, is there any difference between blasphemy and imprecation? Answer, there is a difference, because by blasphemy, one wishes evil to, or curses God, the Blessed Virgin, or the saints, while by imprecation, one wishes evil to, or curses oneself or one's neighbor. Number five, what is an oath? An oath is the calling on God to witness the truth of what one says or promises. Number six, is it always forbidden to take an oath? Answer, it is not always forbidden to take an oath. An oath is lawful and even gives honor to God when it is necessary and when one swears with truth, judgment, and justice. Number seven, when is an oath without truth? Answer, when one affirms an oath, what he knows or believes to be false, or when one promises under oath to do what one has no intention of doing. Number eight, when is an oath without judgment? Answer, when one makes oaths imprudently and without mature consideration or in trivial matters. Number nine, when is an oath without justice? Answer, when one makes an oath to do something unjust or unlawful, as for example, to swear to take revenge or to steal, and so on. Number 10. Are we obliged to keep an oath to do unjust or unlawful things? Answer. Not only are we not obliged, but we would sin by doing such things because they are forbidden by the laws of God and of the church. Number 11. What sin does he commit who swears falsely? Answer. He who swears falsely commits a mortal sin because he grievously dishonors God, the infinite truth by calling him to witness what is false. Number 12, what does the second commandment command us to do? Answer, the second commandment commands us to honor the holy name of God as well as to keep our oaths and vows. Number 13, what is a vow? Answer, a vow is a promise made to God regarding something which is good within our power and better than its opposite, and to the keeping of which we bind ourselves just as if it had been commanded us.
Number 14. If the keeping of a vow were to become very difficult, in whole or in part, what is to be done? Answer. Commutation or dispensation may be sought from one's bishop or from the pope according to the character of the vow. Number 15. Is it a sin to break a vow? Answer. It is a sin to break a vow, and therefore we should not make vows without mature reflection, nor as a rule, without the advice of our confessor or other prudent person, so as not to expose ourselves to the danger of sinning. Number 16. May vows be made to Our Lady and the Saints? Answer. Vows are made to God alone. We may, however, promise God to do something in honor of Our Lady or the Saints. Thus are the words of the Holy Pope. Okay, so here's my little commentary on this. Notice that today is about sins against the second commandment, and as I keep saying, these commandments are in order of importance. You might notice that sins of the Old Testament that carry the death penalty are often in the New Testament mortal sins, even if they don't carry the death penalty. Let me say that again. Sins of the Old Testament that in the Old Testament carry the death penalty are often in the New Covenant considered to be mortal sins, even if they don't carry the death penalty. So, for example, if you were to say the name Yahweh in the Old Testament and you weren't the high priest once a year in the Holy of Holies, that carried the death penalty. Now, you might say, well, why did you just say that name on a podcast? Well, the reason I can say that most holy name of Yahweh on this podcast is because I have access to Yahweh's even more intimate name, and so do you. What is that name? That holy name is Jesus, Yeshua in Hebrew. But if I were to misuse that name, either name, with full knowledge and full consent of the will, it would be a mortal sin, because that would be a blasphemy against the second commandment. You know, I've traveled a lot in my life. I've been on, I think, five continents, and I've heard a lot of uh, bad words in all of my travels. I have a personal resolution that I will not, I will not correct the F word or the SH word, but if I hear the holy name of Jesus misused, I have a personal resolution to challenge that person. And I'd say usually it goes pretty well. Sometimes people don't like to hear it, but I will challenge someone who misuses the holy name of Jesus, even if it costs me a lot. At least that's my personal resolution. I've been pretty good at that. Now notice also that the second commandment does not only include a prohibition against blaspheming the most holy name of God, namely Yahweh or Jesus. And remember, Jesus is Yahweh because Jesus is God the Son, and God the Son is Yahweh. But also, one can blaspheme the saints. Did you notice that today? Pope St. Pius X wrote today that we are not to utter the name of God irreverently, means not to mention the holy name or any other name that in a special way refers to God himself, such as the name of Jesus, of Mary, and the saints in anger or in joke or in any irreverent way whatsoever. Okay, so that's why you're never going to hear me, you know, say these stupid jokes about the saints that so many priests think it's so funny to start a homily with. People say to me, oh, lighten up, the saints were human too. Yeah, I know they were human, and the fact is saints actually liked good practical jokes. St. Philip Neri, Blessed Pierre Joseph Rosati liked practical jokes. If I remember correctly, St. John Bosco and St. Francis of Assisi liked practical jokes. So, you know, a good-natured practical joke can be great as long as you don't lie while you do it. We're actually going to see in a later CPX, you can't even joke lie. Yeah, you heard that right. You can't even joke lie. So yeah, occasional practical jokes are great. But joking about the saints is not fine. Again, we are to avoid, as the Pope said, in anger or in joke 
or in any irreverent way whatsoever the name of Jesus or of Mary or of the saints. The Pope wrote, Blasphemy is a horrible sin which consists in words or acts of contempt or malediction against God or the Blessed Virgin or the saints or sacred things. Why is that? Well, because the definition of profane is first to overturn the sacredness of something, but it's also, secondly, to treat something sacred as commonplace. So notice that to profane something is not just to attack the sacredness of an item or the holy name of God or a statue or the Holy Eucharist, but it's even to treat something sacred as commonplace. So imagine, for example, imagine a couple people chatting in front of the Blessed Sacrament in a Catholic church. Now, maybe a slightly more pious Catholic comes up and tells them that Jesus doesn't want that. What would most Catholics say, that, you know, if they were chatting in front of the Blessed Sacrament? Most would say, oh, I don't think Jesus really minds. My answer to that is, really? How do you know? Well, in fact, I know he does mind, because you are treating the King of Kings and the Blessed Sacrament as commonplace, which is the very definition of profane. You know, Padre Pio said he saw many priests in purgatory suffering for how many times they crossed in front of the tabernacle without genuflecting. That is profaning the Blessed Sacrament. It's not as bad as sacrilege. But why is that profaning the Blessed Sacrament? Because it's treating God as a buddy who doesn't need a genuflection, hence the definition of to profane. So I don't say this to make you paranoid or scrupulous, but I just want you to realize when you're dealing with sacred things, either in person or in your speech, be very, very aware that we are on a different plane of morality on what we're going to answer for. Now I'm going to make a little bit of a commentary on this topic of promises and vows. You might know that a priest takes vows or promises, and so do married people. Well, what's the only thing that can break your marriage vow? Death. And what's the only thing that can break a priest's promise? Well, really it goes actually beyond death, since as you know, every priest in heaven or hell is a priest forever. But of course, there are laicizations that go through Rome. I know people who've been dis dispensed of religious vows, just as you know people who've had their marriages declared null. That's called an annulment. But keep in mind, all of these dispensations are very new in the history of the church. Yeah, there was a couple exceptions like Henry VIII. But up to the time when the Pope wrote this about 120 years ago, dispensations for all these promises and vows were rare. Why? because people were meant to keep their promises and vows. Now, one interesting thing is the difference between a diocesan priest versus a religious priest. This is the difference between a promise and a vow. Or rather, I should say a diocesan priest takes promises, a religious priest takes vows. Now, as a hermit, I have a pledge to a lifestyle and an orarium to my diocese where my original diocesan priest promises of chastity and obedience are still intact and lived out, Religious also take a vow of poverty. By the way, some people say poverty is having less than what you need and simplicity is having only what you need. But since I do online ministry and traveling missions, I never took a promise or a vow of poverty, but I did pledge to my diocese to live simplicity to just have what I need for my work. You can see a little footnote on the uh, blog post that I'm linking in the show notes to tell you um, exactly what that is. But let's review again the difference between promise, vow, and oath. Pope St. Pius X today said, An oath is the calling on God to witness the truth of what one says or promises. Now before we go on, I think it's important to look at what our Lord Jesus Christ says about this in Matthew 5. He says, 
Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. And St. James wrote in James 5.12, But above all, my brothers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. You know, I really hate it when people try to convince me of something and they say, Oh no, I swear to blank, 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 dot, dot, dot. I swear to dot, 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 that this is true. Well, I'm not even going to say that on a podcast. You know what that is. But notice also how serious it is if you swear by heaven or God and you're not even telling the truth. The Pope wrote today, He who swears falsely commits a mortal sin because he grievously dishonors God, the infinite truth, by calling him to witness what is false. So you probably wouldn't be listening to a traditional podcast like this if this next one were actually a temptation for you, but it bears repeating that Pope St. Pius X wrote, when one makes an oath to do something unjust or unlawful, as, for example, to swear to take revenge or to steal, to steal and so on, this is bad. Well, you can see in these vengeance movies where people promise not to rest until they, I don't know, they've avenged their wife's death or something. Yeah, obviously don't do that. Jesus said, let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. So don't make any promises to do evil. And as for the good, just say you will do it and then do it. Now, of course, there are graces attached to real formal vows. St. Thomas Aquinas makes that clear. Um, there are graces attached to real formal vows made before God in the presence of a bishop or a religious community or even at the altar before a priest, just as when most of you took wedding vows. Yeah, there's really graces attached to those. Um, but let me give you an example of when I went overboard on silly smaller promises to God that got me in trouble, at least mentally, not necessarily with other people. You see, in seminary, I wanted to give up coffee as a sacrifice to God. I wanted to give up all caffeine. But then I got tired, got headaches, whatever else, and I would go to my spiritual director and I asked for a dispensation. So at least I was pious enough not to break my promise before God. I would go to my spiritual director and confessor, an older Jesuit, and I would say, hey, I took this promise of no tea or coffee, but I'm really tired and I have a lot of homework. Can you give me a dispensation? And since he considered that I was struggling with scrupulosity, he would always say yes. Now, in retrospect, God rest his soul. He's a great Jesuit. He probably should have said to me, don't take any more of those. Actually, he probably did, and I didn't listen. <laughs> but had I read the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X, I would have read this, quote, Commutation or dispensation may be sought from one's bishop or from the pope according to the character of the vow, end quote. Now, granted, I didn't take vows, but I did take frivolous promises, again, say, to skip caffeine. This was a bad idea because... As you just heard, me going to my spiritual director or confessor was not good enough. These have to be dispensed by the bishop or the pope. And so reading this today, I see I should probably go to confession for that part of my past, even though I didn't know that. All in all, let's just remember what St. James said under inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. Also, with my coffee promises or vows in seminary, I was flippant, not mature about it. So it's another reason why... I would encourage you listeners not to take any promises or vows except marriage or religious vows, and then even then, only with your priest or superior or bishop's permission. And those are public vows, which are good and have grace attached if we fulfill them. 
But again, for private vows or promises, we can get ourselves into trouble because like my no coffee promise in seminary, I didn't have mature reflection like the Pope wrote today. Listen to this. It is a sin to break a vow and therefore we should not make vows without mature reflection, nor as a rule without the advice of our confessor or other prudent person, so as not to expose ourselves to the danger of sinning. Also, we have to be careful to not water down our own word to God, which is a very dangerous direction to take your soul. So just let your yes be yes and your no be no. Don't make grandiose promises or swearing by heaven or saints because making oaths and vows you can't keep is against the second commandment. Please say an Our Father for me at benedictio Dei omnipotentis, Patris et Spiritus Sancti descendit super vos et maniat semper. Amen.